to Hebrews, the ninth chapter. Hebrews, the ninth chapter. You know, we've been studying on the blood covenant and the covenant that God made with Abraham. The blood covenant was cut between Abram and Almighty God. Then we saw where Abraham's seed, the Lord Jesus Christ, came and he cut the blood covenant there on the cross. A new and better covenant, praise God, not backed up with the blood of goats and bulls, but by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen tonight? Hallelujah. An eternal, everlasting covenant. Praise be unto God. We found out the Old Covenant or the Old Testament and the New Testament and or the New Covenant. They are two distinct covenants. Now every blessing that the Old Covenant has is ours. But the curse that came with the Old Covenant, Jesus became a curse for us. Hallelujah. So therefore, Jesus took away the curse if we walk right and uphold our end of the covenant. Praise be unto God. In this ninth chapter of Hebrews, uh, Paul is contrasting the old covenant and the new covenant. First verse said, Then verily the first covenant had also ordinance of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. In other words, they had a church building. For where, for, for there was a tabernacle made, the first, wherein was the candlesticks and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. Now they had built out of badger skin, they had built them a tabernacle in the wilderness according to the, the, the blueprint in which God gave Moses. And he's talking about into the first sanctuary where everybody could come and they could sacrifice unto God. And the priest would take their sacrifices when they'd sinned or made mistakes and stuff and they'd sacrifice before Almighty God. And they'd be cleansed of their sin or their iniquity. But that was the outer sanctuary. And they had another sanctuary that there was a veil between this sanctuary and the one in which was called the Holy of Holies. Now, the, anybody could go into the sanctuary, but only the high priest could go into the Holy of Holies once a year. Once a year, he would take the blood of goats and calves and go in to the Holy of Holies in the presence of Almighty God and sprinkle the blood upon the mercy seat for his sin and for the nation of Israel. Hallelujah. And when God accepted that sacrifice, their sin was covered for a period of one year. And they had to do this again. And every year they had to do this. But Jesus entered in once into the holy place. Not into the one made with hands, but the one into heaven itself to appear, to appear in the presence of Almighty God for us. He carried his blood into the Holy of Holies and presented it before the Supreme Court of the universe. It was accepted and a new covenant was ratified, praise God. Now this is what he is contrasting these two covenants. 
Third verse. said, And after the second veil, the tabernacle which is called the holiest of all. After this sanctuary, there was a veil, and behind that, the presence of God was shut up. It was kept behind this holy of holies. God met with a high priest only behind, this, behind the curtain. Fourth verse said, which had a golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold wherein was the golden pot that had the manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of the covenant. See, in behind the Holy of Holies, they had the Ark of the Covenant. It was 45 inches long, almost 4 feet long, and it was 27 inches high and 27 inches deep, and on the top of it, it was overlaid with gold, and on top was called the Mercy Seat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They could come and obtain mercy for their sin. And on each end of this covenant, there was two cherubims, or two angels. How many of you know in Galatians 3.19, it said your covenant has been ordained by angels, praise God. They were overlooking this as a figure in the Old Testament. But blessed be God, the angels of God are here today to see that thy covenant is carried out on our behalf. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. In this Ark of the Covenant, when they raised the lid, they put in this Ark of the Covenant, they put the tablets in which God wrote with the finger of God and the law. We call it the Ten Commandments, but there's more commandments than that. Anyway, they had those tablets in there, and they had in that the, a golden pot with manna which came from heaven to feed the people while they were in the wilderness. They also had in there Aaron's staff or his rod, just a walking cane. In other words, his staff, a short walking stick, wasn't but maybe three and a half feet long. But they put it in there because it budded. When they chose out the priesthood, they said, whosoever staff that God recognizes shall be the family of the high priest. And Aaron, his staff, which was dead, or just a walking stick, began to bud and flowers began to grow upon it, and his family was set aside Amen. as the high priest and the priests of Almighty God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Sometimes they call this Ark of the Covenant the Ark of Strength, they would call it uh, uh, the Ark of the Tabernacle, the Ark of the Testament. You know, this Ark that had Aaron's rod in there, his staff, it represented that this thing that was dead has now come alive and now we've got a high priest. Amen. It represents the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And him becoming our high priest of the new covenant. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. 
Hallelujah. You know, the law that was put in there, the tablets that God wrote with, he said, I'll take my law, and in a new covenant, I'll write them in your heart. Praise God. Praise be unto God. Representing that which is in the natural, God done in the supernatural through the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be unto God. Praise God. Seventh verse. But into the second, in behind the Holy of Holies, behind the curtain, but into the second went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the heirs of the people. The Holy Ghost this signified that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. See, everybody couldn't go into the holiest of holies. Only in the old covenant you had to go through the high priest. You had to go, go through him to get answers for God, from God for your life. You had to go through him to get forgiveness of sins. But blessed be God, Jesus said, I'll make a new way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, I have given you access by one spirit into the presence of Almighty God. That one was not made perfect, but God, through the Lord Jesus Christ, perfected a new and living way, praise. God. Hallelujah. Eighth first, Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, or where anybody could go in, only the high priest, while as the first tabernacle was now was yet standing, which was a figure of the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience which stood only as, as in meat, meats and drinks and diverse washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. They had to go through all this ritual, all this every year, every day, every time they sinned. They had to offer sacrifices. They had to do all these things until, hallelujah, 11th verse, but Christ being a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is to say not of this tabernacle, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. For if the blood of goats, bulls and goats, and the ashes of heifers sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. 22nd verse. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. 24th verse. For Christ is not entered in to the holy place made with hands in the earthly sanctuary, 
which was a figure of the truth, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Praise be unto God. So, Jesus Christ went into the heavenly holy of holies. See, this earthly tabernacle was just a figure of that which God had in heaven. He went into the heavenly holy of holies with his own blood. You remember when Mary met him outside the tomb, that glorious Super Bowl Sunday, bless God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You remember that Super Bowl when he had defeated death, hell, and the grave. You remember when he had went through hell and came out victorious, praise God. Amen. And she, he said, touch me not, touch me not. I'm not yet ascended unto my God and your God and to your Father and my Father. But go and tell my disciples I go into heaven and I'll meet them there in Jerusalem, praise God. Amen. Amen. Touch me not. I have not yet ascended. He carried his blood into the Holy of Holies to appear in the presence of Almighty God for us. So everything in this new covenant is now mine. It's already been paid for. My sins has been washed. He took my sin. He nailed them to an old rugged cross. And that account book, he closed. Amen. Sin, sickness, disease, failure, depression, all the oppression of the enemy has been totally annihilated. He said he went through death that he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Amen. So whatever came with the fall of man, Jesus totally redeemed us. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So if you find it in your constitution, in your new covenant, it's yours. It's yours. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Look in the uh, 10th chapter of Hebrews, 16th verse. He said, and this is the covenant, this new covenant, this is the covenant that I'll make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and in their minds will I write them and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Hallelujah. See, God wants you to know this, that your conscience should be purged from good works to serving the living God. It's not what you did, it's what he did. It's not what we can accomplish, but what he's already accomplished for us in the death, the burial, and the magnificent resurrection, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He wants you to know that you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, hallelujah, and that you've been set free, and that God himself is now your very own Father, and you have a high priest that set at the highest seat in the universe, Jesus Christ, the righteous, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. This Ark of the Covenant that was behind the Holy of Holies, they call it sometimes the Ark of the Testimony because it had the written law. They call it the Ark of Strength because it was a symbol of Power. They called it the Ark of Holiness because it contained the Holy Writ. Praise be unto God. The reason I'm telling you about the Ark of the Covenant 
is because God is not shut up in the Ark of the Covenant. He's not behind the Holy of Holies. You are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I'll dwell in them and walk in them. Hallelujah. It's no longer I that lives, but it is the Christ, the Messiah that lives in us. Amen. Our God moved out of that sanctuary. He moved out of that Ark of the Covenant. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Now I want you to remember this. That which Moses got the blueprint for, how to build the tabernacle, which Solomon finally built a magnificent temple and the curtains and all the ordinances and everything and the Ark of the Covenant, that that was where they met God. But I'm telling you right now, when Jesus was raised from the dead, some unseen force reached up from the top of that veil and ripped it from top to bottom, and the veil of the temple was rent, and God moved out of that place, made with hands, and he moved on the inside of men. Hallelujah. Praise God. The power of Almighty God. He said, you're now more than a conqueror through him who lives in you. Amen. The art of holiness. He said, he's made you a peculiar people. Hallelujah. A peculiar people. A holy, holy nation. That's us. That's us. Amen. He said that it is the ark of the testament. Praise be unto God. He said, I'll write these things in your heart. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. This Ark of the Covenant represented to Israel, it represented Almighty God's presence. It represented their victory. It represented to them all the miraculous things that God had performed on their behalf. It was the power of the living God in their presence. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to Exodus, the 26th chapter. Genesis, Exodus. Exodus 26, 33. It's talking about the sanctuary and the dividing veil. They divided the sanctuary and the holy sanctuary. And thou shalt hang up the veil made under the tashes that thou mayest bring in thither within the veil the ark of the testimony. And the veil shall divide into you, divide unto you between the holy place and the most holy. And thou shalt put the mercy seat upon the ark of the testimony in the most holy place. In other words, he gave them direction to carry this, this ark of the covenant into the holy of holies. There it was to be, be placed at all times. Now, when before they made this tabernacle or this sanctuary, the Ark of the Covenant would lead them by day and by night. Now, I don't know how it led them. It does not say. 
But it says the Ark of the Covenant would go before them. Now, you can think what you want to think. I don't, I don't know whether it's the Ark of the Covenant just began to move and begin to, to just, it said one place, said it, the Ark of the Covenant went a three days journey before them. And this Ark of the Covenant was the presence of Almighty God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And when they were in the presence of this Ark of the Covenant, they had holy reverence because they had within it all these artifacts in which God had performed the mighty miraculous feats that he had done on their behalf. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Praise God. In... Numbers, why don't you just turn over there? Leviticus, then Numbers, the 10th chapter. I'm going to read a scripture or two over there. The 10th chapter, look in the 33rd verse. That's what we was talking about. It said, and, and they departed from the mountain of the Lord three days' journey, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them in in the three days' journey to search out a resting place for them. And the cloud of the Lord was upon them by day when they went out of the camp, and it came to pass when the ark set forward that Moses said, Rise up, Lord, let thine enemies be scattered, and let them that hate thee flee before thee, and when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, unto the many thousands of Israel. Hallelujah. They recognize this as the presence of Almighty God. The reason I'm emphasizing this so much, this was part of their covenant rights. This is the Ark of the Covenant. Hallelujah. You, your spirit, is the Ark of the Covenant now, praise God. You are that temple where God lives. You are the one that's got a covenant circumcised in his heart at the new birth, praise God. There has been a severing of the old life and the new life, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know the story of how Moses had died and Joshua began to lead the people, and he led them into the promised land. And as they crossed the river Jordan, Joshua told the priest, you take, see this is an act of faith. The waters had overflowed the Jordan at that time of the year. The waters were overflowed, they was deep, but he told the priest to take the Ark of the Covenant and walk out into the Jordan River, and when they got about ankle deep, the waters parted, and Israel walked across dry shod because of the presence of Almighty God. Hallelujah. I want you to know tonight there's a miracle set up in your bones. Hallelujah. I want you to know tonight the presence of God. He said, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, when Israel crossed the uh, Jordan River and right in the way of their journey, there was a walled city called Jericho. And so God told Joshua how many times to march around 
the walls and for them to shut their mouth, don't even talk. He didn't want them to talk any unbelief. He didn't want them to talk about how many walls we cannot uh, climb, how big their army was, how big it is to overcome this problem. Just obey the word of the living God. And they marched around that city six times. And the seventh day, blessed be God, as they led that ark of the covenant around that thing. I mean, don't you know those people on the walls looked at them as they marching around and they don't have any implements of war. They don't have any uh, means to defeat them. Don't you know they laughed? But on that seventh day when they marched around that with the presence of Almighty God and Ark of the Covenant and the walls fell flat, praise God. Yes, hallelujah. It represents the miracle power of Almighty God. It represents your enemy falling flat on his face before the presence of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. You know the story of little Samuel, how his mother had carried him and dedicated him to God and carried him to the temple to be raised by Eli the priest. And Eli was the priest, but he didn't raise his children right. And he had one named Hophni and another in Phinehas. And they weren't raised right. You know, in, in the sacrifices, now listen to me, when they would bring their sacrifices in and they would sacrifice them, they would cook this meat until there was no blood left in them. They cooked this meat until it was done. They sacrificed the blood before God, but the high priest would take what they call flesh hooks and they would hook it in there. And what they could bring out with a flesh hook belonged to the high priest. Well, Hophni and uh, Phinehas, they got smart. They found out when that stuff was done, you pulled it through, didn't much hang. But when you let it be about half done, you could hang it in there and you could drag it all off. <laughs> and they found out you could, get, you could get more if you disobeyed God. But it cost them. It cost them. And so... The Philistines came down and set the battle in array against Israel. And Israel was being defeated. I mean, those Philistines was defeating them. And so Hophni and Phinehas went and got the Ark of the Covenant like it's some kind of magic wand. Listen, folks, we're not talking about some kind of magic wand. We're not talking about a rabbit's foot. We're talking about a holy presence of Almighty God. Hallelujah. It works for those that sell their life out to God and walk upright and holy before Him. Can you say amen? They brought the Ark of the Covenant out, and when they did, the Philistines killed Hophni and Phinehas both. And they captured the Ark of the Covenant. Phinehas' wife was about to be delivered. And when she heard that her husband was dead and they had taken, the Philistines had taken the Ark of the Covenant away, she had that child and she named him Ichabod. The glory of the Lord has departed. The glory ain't nothing worse than a backslidden Christian. 
Ain't nothing worse. The glory is departed. Ain't nothing worse. Blessed be God. Said the glory of the Lord had departed. The Philistines, they knew that it was, see the night before when they brought the Ark of the Covenant down, uh, uh, Hophni and, and Phinehas, man, they were shouting, there was, there was rejoicing in, in the camps of Israel. And the, the, the Philistines, they got nervous. What's going to happen the next day? But when they went down, they thought they had them a little magic quick cure, but it wasn't. When you don't live for God, you don't get the blessings of Almighty God. The Philistines carried the Ark of the Covenant off and they put it in the temple of their god, Dagon. And that next morning, Dagon fell on his face. <laughs> and the next day, they set him back up. And the next day, he fell on his face. And they put, they put him back up. And the next day, he fell on his face and his head come off. And plague ravished through the land of the Philistines. And they gathered, up that, they gathered up that Ark of the Covenant and they carried it back to Israel and also brought them a big offering to go along with it. <laughs> yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. You know, one of the young men from the army come and told Eli, the priest, Said his two sons is dead and, 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 and said the Philistines has got the Ark of the Covenant. It shocked him so bad he fell over backwards and broke his neck. Great big fella. I believe he'd been putting that hook in that meat too. <laughs> Amen. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. The glory of the Lord has departed. He said in, in Matthew 28 and 29, said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got a new and better covenant. Something better, praise God. Hallelujah. In the old covenant, if you didn't just toe the line, the glory of the Lord would depart. The curse would come. But on the new covenant, Jesus Christ became a curse for us who knew no sin. Blessed be God that we could be the very righteousness of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. In 2 Samuel, the 6th chapter, you might write it down and read it later. It talks about David when he brought the Ark of the Covenant back out of Obed's uh, 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 home and brought it into the city of David. It said, and David danced before the Lord with all his might. Woo! Michael Jackson couldn't do it. He didn't have it. Let me tell you something. You dance before God with all your might. You know, most folks don't know, know anything about dancing before God. They say, say, well, well, that was the Old Testament. Well, if they'd done it under the Old Testament, bless God, they wasn't as good as ours. We ought to really boogie under this new one. Amen. 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 Dance before the Lord, praising our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It said, and David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was girded with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And the ark of the Lord came into the city of David. But Michael, 
David's wife, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. She said, what's wrong with this guy? What's this guy so happy about? What's this guy got going? What is this? What is all this dancing, all this joy, all this praising God? Dr. Lester Summerall told me, and Tommy Swart one time, he said, I'm telling you what y'all doing about praising God is going to spread through the whole body of Christ. said, I ain't never been so happy in my life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Old man was 70-something years old, and, and bless God, he just get to dancing himself. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. M Michelle said, told David, said, you've uncovered yourself. Someone said he'd done danced his clothes off. That wasn't it. He just said, you just done showed yourself as a redneck. Is that what he, that's what she told him. Said, you ain't nothing. Yeah, see, she's dignified. She saw the king's daughter, the king's daughter. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Do you know when David's son Solomon built Almighty God the most magnificent temple that has ever been built on planet Earth? There's never been one built like it anywhere. The most magnificent temple. When they dedicated that temple, they brought in the Ark of the Covenant. It said, and the priest brought, brought in the Ark of the Covenant in 1 Kings, the 8th chapter. It said, and the priest brought in the Ark of the Covenant there was nothing in the ark but the two tablets of stone. That's all they had left. They done lost the rest of it. I don't know where they lost it. Which Moses had put, put in there at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt and it came to pass. Now they brought the ark of the covenant. Now when you, I'm talking about the ark of the covenant, I'm talking about you. Your spirit is the temple of the living God. Amen. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Amen. I'll dwell in them and I will walk in them, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, where is the presence of God now? Hallelujah. It's shut up in our bones, praise God. Hallelujah said, and it came to pass when the priest will come out of the holy place that the cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priest could not stand to minister before the cloud for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. They brought that uh, covenant in, that ark of the covenant, placed it in the holy of holies. The high priest did, and when they did, the presence of God came up out of that thing, and the presence of God was so strong that they fell on their face. The presence of God knocked them flat. The cloud had rolled in, and God had shown himself as pleased with what they had done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of the Revelation. I'm going to show you what's shut up in your bones. The 11th chapter. Hallelujah. Brother Saul, it don't seem like nothing in my bones. 
Brother Saul, it just looks like I can just barely make it. Well, find out what's in your covenant. Find out what belongs to you. Find out what Jesus paid for. Well, Brother Saul, you know, I you don't know what God will do. His mystery is to perform. Yeah, I know that's what he said right there in the new covenant. It ain't no mystery. He wrote you a covenant and he said, that's yours, praise God. Amen. Said, himself took your infirmities and bare your sickness, who is also bare our sins in the, on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Well, let's read about the ark. Where's the ark at? See, that ark, how many of you ever seen that picture? I think it was Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Last Ark. You don't have to raise your hand. I know you go to the picture show. I <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, all the preachers preached on picture shows till they got a TV and they quit that, you know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's a good show. If you had never seen it, I recommend it. <laughs> The Raiders of the Last Ark. It's got a lot of crazy stuff in it, but there ain't no cussing and all that in it like most of them. And it, it shows the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant, if we found that Ark of the Covenant right now, it wouldn't be nothing but a box. I'd as soon to find a pasteboard box other than, you know, having an a, a antique or a relic of a Christian. But it ain't nothing to it. I don't care what you find. Aaron's rod that budded, it ain't nothing. The pot that had the money in, it ain't nothing. The tablets of stone, that ain't nothing. Bless God, I'm telling you, he cut a new covenant and he put that which was in that ark, he put it on the inside of us today, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelations, the 11th chapter. Look in the 19th verse. John getting this tour through heaven. It said, and the temple of God was open in heaven. And there was seen in the temple the ark of the testimony, the ark of the covenant. I'm talking about the heavenly ark, the one that they made a replica of down here. There was one like it in heaven. God gave Moses the directions and the blueprint to build that one. But there was one in heaven, praise God. He said, there in the temple was the ark of the testimony, and there was lightnings and voices and thunderings and earthquakes and great hail, praise God. I'm telling you right now, God has placed within the inside of you the power of the living God, praise God. He's put in you the fire that's shut up in your bones, praise God. It's something on the inside of you that hell can't handle. It's something on the inside of you, bless God, that the devil can't do anything with. It's something on the inside of you, shut up in your bones, that no water, nothing can put the fire out. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thunderings and lightnings. You know, when Jesus died on that cross, the rocks did rent. Hallelujah. And there was a great earthquake. 
and there was lightnings and fire and upheaval of nature. Something happened on that cross that day. God placed on him the sin and sickness and disease of the world, everything that was against mankind. Hallelujah. And that old covenant was finished. Jesus said, it's finished. It's finished. That old one's finished. He fulfilled all the law. But blessed be God, we've got a new and better covenant established on better promises. Praise God. Not by the blood of God goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place. Hallelujah, the veil of the temple is rent. God moved out of that which was made with hands and he's moved into the heart of man. Praise God. Shout amen somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. We got a blood covenant, a covenant of strength, a covenant of holiness, a covenant with the law written in our hearts and fire and lightning, earthquake, something shut up in our bones that we've got to tell somebody about the mighty God, that we've got to tell somebody about this Jesus that has set us free. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah.